Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 40. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. I am stoked to have you join me. This episode is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, we are having a look at the many different ways that it's possible to feel within our gender identities. See, it's so common for trans and gender diverse folks to begin to understand that their gender identity is not necessarily aligned with the one that they were assigned at birth. And one of the first things that happens is we look really quickly to start making physical changes within our appearance, in our bodies. Now, this is totally okay. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is super affirming and it's a really quick way to help us feel good about ourselves, about who we are, about how we want to be seen. But sometimes it can be really great to slow things down and not go straight into making changes, but first thinking about changes we want to make and thinking about how we feel within ourselves as well. It's really important. Now, finding language to verbalize our experiences is super exciting. As I said, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it is really important to allow ourselves time to have the feelings that we're having because after so long of maybe not being able to express ourselves and finding having that language, it can bring up a lot of stuff. (laughs) And by stuff, I mean repressed feelings and stories that we've told ourselves about ourselves, about the world. And sometimes it just takes some time to process all of that, right? And you may not be able to do this by yourself. Maybe you finally find some language about how to express who you are and it can feel really emotional or you maybe feel like it can cause some depression or anxiety and stuff like that and that's okay. And If this is where you're at and you have an opportunity to either reach out to a friend who can support you or is supportive of you and has the capacity to do that, that can be really helpful. Or you can find a specialist as in like a a psych or a counselor or someone who can help you kind of talk through this stuff and figure out where you're at in you and what your, your experiences have been and process some of that kind of repressed trauma that we can hold within ourselves without even realizing it until we find these words and really allow ourselves to be authentically ourselves. Now, Our identities are complicated (laughs) and it takes time to understand ourselves and where we are at. And it is 100% okay to change our identities in whatever way that we may feel helps us to really express ourselves. And it's really good to remember that these changes are never permanent. You don't have to just pick one thing and be like, that is it. You can never change because that is not how things are. And you are totally valid in expressing your truth. However, that comes up for you at whatever time in your life it comes up for you. 
And I want to use myself as an example because I've lived, I've lived my stuff. <laughs> but it has changed. My stuff has changed. I am AFAB and before I had the language of this, right from as long as I can remember, I have spent my whole life rejecting the label of girl and woman. And the feeling of not being a girl, not being a woman, not being female was so strong in me and it always has been that it's even been something that's repulsed me. It's been this, oh, just like this feeling of like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, I want to be clear, that is not a rejection of women or femininity. It is just a repulsion of being pushed into a identity that I know and I have always known wasn't me. It showed up in the discomfort that I felt when I was forced growing up to wear, quotey fingers, girl's clothes or act, again with the quotey fingers, ladylike. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> what is ladylike? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but being pushed into these ways of acting that I knew was so against the ways that I felt good about expressing myself. And I didn't find the language for this experience that I've had my whole life until four years ago. And I was a bit older. I was 31 when I was able to come out as non-binary. And it was an interesting experience. I think there was a lot of expectations I had on it that I thought it would do these things for me that it didn't actually do. And I'd always see I always dressed quite masculine. So for me, my changes within my transition didn't come from the way that I physically presented because I always have come across as I was called a tomboy when I was younger. And I've always been stereotyped as being mask within my dress code with I wore shorts or jeans, t-shirts, you know, comfortable clothes. <laughs> that, that, that makes it, that makes me perceived as wearing like masculine clothes because only, only AMAB people are allowed to wear comfortable stuff. I don't know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never acted in a stereotypically feminine way either. I've always liked being active, playing and, you know, participating in sports, a lot of physical activities and that sort of stuff. And I've always been really good at, I've always been athletic and good at sports as well which is also not perceived as a feminine thing. So silly. Now, after I came out, I began to explore what options felt good for me to better express myself. And the first one that I knew I needed to make the biggest change for was my name, because my name that I was given at birth was something that I have spent my whole life just hating. Ugh, I hated it. It was not me. It represented everything that I was not. And that was the first change I made. And I had an expectation on it to do things and validate my identity in a way that it didn't also. And that was a lesson that I learned there because I thought seeing Bowie on everything would somehow make me more me. And that wasn't the case. And that was a really hard lesson to learn. And it took me a long time to process that. And work through it <laughs> and that's okay. Now I want to be really clear here that not everyone does feel negatively about their birth name. 
You don't have to dislike your name. You don't have to change your name. For some people, that's a really affirming thing to do. But for people out there, they don't have to change their name. They don't have to have an issue with it. It is totally okay, however you feel like expressing yourself, to do it in those ways. That feel good for you. I've also felt, since I came out mainly, negatively towards my chest to begin with. Now, I spoke about this a bit more in depth in episode 30. You can check that episode out in the show notes. I will pop a link in there for you if you haven't had a listen. And this was something that came up for me because finding the language to express myself as non-binary, there was a transitional phase that I went through where I think I got caught up in a lot of shame around having identified as being female just for lack of language and a lot of challenging thoughts and feelings that came up around that and I rejected how I felt about my chest there for a while and that's changed <laughs> because I've had time to really explore how I feel about who I am, how I feel about my body and I'm I'm okay with it now. It's fine. Like I don't want to change anything about it. That was not how it was when I first came out a few years ago. But I wasn't also set on feeling like I had to do one particular thing here. So I've taken time as I've transitioned to really understand what I do want and need, what I am having experiences around that are based on stories that I'm telling myself on repressed emotions and stuff like that and finding ways to work through those to be able to better understand who I am and this has helped me to become comfortable with my chest with with where it's at I don't bind I used to bind I just wear a crop now I don't feel a lot of anything about my chest it just is there (laughs) and I feel good about that now that is also not everyone's case some people will feel more comfortable if they bind and some people will feel more comfortable if they get top surgery all options are valid but you don't have to feel a specific way about your chest and it's really common there's this stereotypical view about being non-binary gender fluid gender queer any sort of gender diversity there that People who are AFAB are really often going to want to get top surgery, and that is not the case. It is totally valid to feel however you feel about your body, about your chest. It is all up to you. There is no expectation that you have to fulfill other than finding the ways that you feel good about expressing you and your body and your experience. I've also never felt negatively about having a vagina. I have always thought that I would love the idea of having a beard, (laughs) because I just think that would be rad. I've never wanted a deeper voice. I'm pretty happy with how my voice is right now. I did used to feel that I wanted to be very androgynous. And when I started training, this was one of my goals, become more androgynous, be seen less as, as female. But being read as male does not make me feel good. <laughs> so I am of come to this point over the past four years since I've had this language around my identity to understand that I don't want to be perceived more masculine. I don't want to be perceived more feminine. I am somewhere in the middle with how I get perceived. It's it's 50-50 depending on who the person is. I find People who are AFAB tend to gender me as feminine and people who are AMAB 
tend to gender me as masculine. And I find that really interesting that the way that men and women out there do seem to read me based on their own gender expression. So I don't know. I don't know why, but it's 50-50 split there and it happens quite frequently. I'm also becoming okay with having like a bit curvy hips. <laughs> it's still a work in progress with that one. But with the way I dress, I find that I am quite comfortable with my body shape as it is because I can hide that. And I'm also fortunate that I don't have super wide hips there. So there are parts of who I am, how I look that over time have changed as I've learned more about how I can express myself. Now, none of these ways are good or bad. They are simply my way of expressing things, my way of feeling good about me. And the reason I'm bringing all this up, the reason I'm sharing all this stuff with you, maybe even stuff you did not want to hear about me, but now you have, <laughs> is that it is okay for your identity to change over time. It's okay for your thoughts and feelings about yourself, about your body, about your identity to change. So long as, as they change and the choices you make are all aligned with your values, with what feels good for you. I see so many folks out there, particularly people who are non-binary or gender fluid, and it doesn't matter whether they're AMAB or AFAB, but they worry that their self-expression and their experiences of themselves and who they are is not okay. And that the label that they have chosen or that they're thinking about trying out may not actually allow them to express themselves in the way that helps them feel good and that in the ways that they want to identify or with the way that they feel within their bodies. And none of that is true. Any person, and this is the most beautiful and amazing thing about being non-binary, about being gender fluid, about being gender queer, is that you are free to make the label with which you feel good about calling yourself mean whatever you want it to mean. It is 100% up to you and there is nothing anyone else can say that makes that different because we all put our own meanings on the labels we give ourselves. but that doesn't mean that those meanings apply to other people that happen to use that same label. So there's no stereotype that you have to fulfill and I think this is a trap that comes from being raised in a binary society that pushes gendered stereotypes. So we have these labels and we're raised in a society that says there's men and women and these traits are masculine and these traits are feminine. And when we come to a non-gendered space, it becomes more challenging to separate those ideas of what is masculine and feminine from an identity that doesn't align with either of them. So we end up creating these stereotypes, stereotypes that are like non-binary people have to be androgynous, that you can't be AFAB, femme presenting and still be non-binary, which is just not true. You can be AFAB, you can be femme, you can be non-binary, you can be AMAB, you can be mask presenting and still be non-binary. You could be AFAB and butch and be non-binary or AMAB and femme and non-binary still, that's all okay. You could be AFAB, femme and butch and still be valid as fuck in whatever identity, whether it's non-binary, gender fluid, gender queer. It doesn't have to fulfill a stereotype and it's so hard when we're trying to express ourselves and learn about our bodies and about how we can be 
when we have this expectation that it requires us to tick boxes or fulfill a category for our identities to be valid. And I see so many people in these circumstances where they feel like it's not okay. They may be someone who says, I'm, I'm non-binary, I'm AFAB, I want top surgery, but I still want to be able to birth my own kid and I don't want to start tea, but I want to have short hair, I want to change my name. You know, it doesn't matter, that is okay. You can be you, however that means you are going to be. And it is still valid within whatever label you put on yourself because the meaning that you put on non-binary, the meaning that you put on gender fluid, the meaning that you put on genderqueer, all that matters is that it works for you. There is no stereotype. There is no expectation. You don't have to tick someone else's box. Fuck that. (laughs) The most important thing that you need to remember is do what helps you feel good and do it in your own time. Take as much time as you need. Take small steps. Find ways that you may feel like exploring that is a change for you and take your time with that. Don't rush in and take your time to think about how it makes you feel over multiple times of doing a certain thing. You know, there's no time frame here. There's no expectation at all. And that is just, that's not the conversation that is always had because I get it. Some people are very certain in their identities. They can express themselves in certain ways and that is it. They're like, they've come out, they're going to do these things, that feels good for them, it aligns with who they are and that is perfect for them. But it's not going to be suitable for everyone and it is 100% okay to take as much time to do as much or as little or nothing within your identity as you want. You don't owe it to anyone to explain the way you want to express yourself. It is just all about you. You use whatever labels you want. Take your time and think about the changes you may want to make. Even write a list. You can put your thoughts down. What are the ways that I think I would like to change? And then look at how you can do it. And there are so many options that are available that you can like just practice things before you go in to do anything change. So say I've I expressed that, you know, I think it'd be great to have a beard, but I don't want to start tea to grow one. So I've looked at using their face apps, you know, give myself a beard and just to see what that felt like. It's like, yeah, that looks cool, but I actually don't feel like it's what I want. I just think I'd look cool with a beard. (laughs) But being able to see myself, what it looks like having one and then assessing whether or not that made me feel more aligned with who I am helped me to make that decision that, you know what, it's actually not that important for me. I just think it would be a fun thing, but I'd also feel good to sometimes not have a beard and have just a smooth face. So there are avenues that I can take that could give me one option and the other, but not necessarily a, uh, a combination. And my choices based on that are that, you know what, I'm happy to just not have a beard. <laughs> because some choices that we make, especially if we're going to go down the avenue of starting hormones, there are going to be changes that we may want some of them, but not others. And we don't always get that choice. So it's really important to take our time, explore what's going to work for each of us, do what's right 
for each of us because we are all individuals with individual experiences and that is okay. And sometimes trying new things can feel super awkward as well and that's okay. It may take a little bit of time. For example, I started packing for a while. When I first came out, I was exploring, presenting in a much more masculine way and I packed and at first I was using a sock and that felt all right and I felt pretty good about that. And it's like, yeah, that feels cool. Okay, I'll grab a packer. So I get a packer and I started packing with that and I ended up feeling really uncomfortable. It, it just wasn't for me. I felt awkward and I could never feel good in me wearing that. So I decided not to because for me, I realized at this point in time, this is not where I'm at. It might be in the future, but for right now in my journey, this is not where I feel like I need to be. This is not where I'm feeling the most aligned with my identity. So it's okay to try things and it's okay to stop things. Don't ever feel like just because you've made a choice to try something out that that, that's it. You can't change your mind back. And that goes for whether you're changing your name, whether you're, maybe you have started hormones, but then decide that you don't want to take them anymore. All these things, you can change your name as many times as you want. You can start hormones and stop hormones as many times as you want. You can do anything that you want if it's helping you feel good within your identity. And Some people might talk about that and say certain things and that's okay. Let them because they are not living your life. They are not the person who has to experience you. You are. You don't owe anyone an explanation about your identity. And this is another one that I'm just going to pop in here because you also don't owe anyone an explanation about your sexuality based on your identity. And this is a big one I see that goes with people who are like, I'm non-binary, but I consider myself a lesbian. It's like, that is okay. You can be that. (laughs) It's fine. If that's how you feel good about you, then you rock that friend. It is okay. Being non-binary, being gender fluid, being gender queer, does defy the typical stereotypes that are associated with sexuality. So people try and box us into these sexualities based on the, you quote your fingers, gender norms that we are raised in. And that is just not applicable for us. So we can choose to have a sexual identity however we want. And there is so much policing that goes on about sexualities, both from within the TGD community and from within the greater queer community as well. And it is not okay. Label your sexuality with whatever language you want to label it with, friend. That is all that matters because people are going to have their own shit about stuff. That's not your section to worry about what someone else thinks. Because if they're really going to get upset about you living your life, let them. Do they have nothing better to do with their life than get upset about what you're doing in yours? Like, they need to focus on their own shit if that's their priority. (laughs) Use whatever language feels right for you around your sexuality, friend, and live your truth. That is the most important thing. Now... There are always going to be people who will try to force their opinions onto you. And as hard as it can be, the best thing to do is not listen. And I'm sure these people have their reasons for their views, but their reasons are not 
aligned necessarily with your reasons and your choices and your reasons and choices don't have to be made based off what they think. It's, it just really is that simple. And you can't argue with these people either because they're not going to change their mind. If they're out there trying to push their views on you, they're not going to listen. They think they're right. They're not. They may be right within their life with what works for them, but that doesn't mean it has anything to do with you or your life. So don't waste your time with them, friends. The best thing you can do is just do what feels right for you and let those people live a life that's upsetting them for themselves because, because, you know, they've obviously got their own shit going on and they can't manage their own emotions and they have bigger problems to deal with and you can live a happy life without buying into their shit because some fights just aren't worth fighting. Now, the biggest place this happens is family and I totally get this Family members can be some of the most harmful people in our lives. They reject our identities. They refuse to use our right pronouns. But at the same time, being like, no, I care. I respect you, but I'm going to ignore your identity. Or what's the big deal? We can't change those people, friends. We can let them live their sad lives in their willful ignorance. And that is fine. We have our truth. We have our experiences of the world and they have theirs and sometimes we have to stop fighting even if it is those people who we think are going to care about us the most and that's hard I get that it's hard but what you can do is find other folks out there who are sharing a similar experience to you because they are going to be the ones that understand let's be honest a cishet person is not going to understand the experiences of a a non-binary person it's impossible for them to fathom because they're within the binary, within their thinking, within their own identity. It's impossible for them to understand the whole concept of not being aligned with that. And that's okay because if you flip that coin, and I'm speaking from my own experience, I have no idea how to fathom what it feels like to live aligned with an identity within the binary. I, I've never experienced that. So I can't understand their experiences either. And that is okay. So finding the people that have lived a similar experience, like we all live our own lives and we all have our own stories about our lives and stuff, but finding those people who have had similar experiences can make it easier, can make you feel less alone because it can be hard, especially when a majority of the population is cishet. And they just don't fathom what it's like living in any other way. And to them, what is normal is something completely different to what we who live in the queer community or within the trans or gender diverse community, what we consider as normal. But it's okay. It's okay that we don't understand, but there can be respect there. So we have to remember that. Not that we always receive it. We don't. Whatever. But we can be above that because we also can't force our views onto someone else. And we have to be accepting of that. Not everyone is going to like our identities. Not everyone is going to like us for who we are. But there are people out there who will and there are people out there who live a similar experience and they're the ones to find. Now, if you live in a larger metro area, you may be lucky enough to even have local peer support groups that are close to you, that you can engage with, people that you can connect with, friends that you can make who are going to get where you're coming from. 
Now, the best place to find them is socials like Facebook and Meetup. Now, I know at the moment with so much social distancing and lockdowns and all that happening like everywhere, (laughs) regardless of where we live in the world, does make it hard. But doesn't mean they're not around. It doesn't mean they're not getting ready when all of this hecticness ends at some point. doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to meet with those people. But the cool thing is that even if you can't meet in person right now, there are places online where you can access peer support groups and they are pretty big. And Reddit is a huge one for it. There is massive groups out there from people all around the world who are sharing similar experiences and you can find them by just searching on Reddit for whatever identity that you use, non-binary, gender fluid, you'll find these groups. There's transgender groups, FTM, MTF, they are there. Search those words, friends. You're going to find some really big groups full of super rad humans, really fun people. And it's a really supportive space where it's okay to express your experiences. It's okay to express who you are. And there are so many people who have had similar experiences in these groups. And it's really beautiful to see. I hop onto Reddit every every second day and just connect with people and see other people's experiences and what they're talking about. And we are a growing community, friends. We are not alone in this. We're definitely not alone in this. There are so many of us out there and we all freaking rock. Just, just saying. <laughs> so find those support groups. It may be hard. It may feel daunting. And even if you find those groups but don't jump in and start talking to people straight away, just being able to see that there's other people out there that are living similar experiences and stuff that you can relate to is a really affirming thing in and of itself. Even if those similar shared experiences are a bit shit and a bit traumatic, it's good knowing that other people are going to get us. So a bit of a recap on today's episode. We've looked at how it's so important to take your time to explore not just your physical expression of your identity, but the way you feel about who you are, about where you're going, about how your physical expression makes you feel, because that's really important. So take your time with that. Really understand what you want, what helps you feel good, and what needs of yours you want to fulfill. We've looked at how regardless of what your identity is, what your self-expression is, what label you choose to use, it is valid as fuck. You can express yourself however you want. You have no one's expectations to fulfill. And if someone says otherwise, they're just wrong. They are. That's That's all there is to it. Because no one can tell you who you are. No one can tell you how to live. Only you can do that. And that is amazing. And we've looked at how you can find heaps of other folks living a similar experience online. Because it's always great to connect. It's great to feel like you're not alone. Especially if you're living somewhere that is not affirming of your identity. It can feel really isolating. But we are out there all around the world in every country and it is possible to find those spaces where you can share your thoughts share your experiences or just see other people's thoughts and experiences it's comforting 
And you can find all of these details in the show notes. I will be popping a few links in there for places and threads that you can start looking at if you would like. If you're enjoying the show, friends, I would love it if you shared it. If you know someone who might get some benefit from one of the episodes that I've done or you have a group that you're in that may be interested in something that I'm talking about, please share the good word around. If you have any questions about this episode or you'd like to learn about how you maybe could get in contact with us and how we could support you in your exploration of who you are, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.com co and from there you can send us a message or you can check out some of the rad stuff we do you could try us out for seven days for free yes <laughs> see what online training is all about friends or you can try out any type of training that we have there our at-home training program or something a little more customized for you all your options are there on the website friends if you want to get in contact with us not on our website you can find us on social media on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective or by going to Instagram, which is where we are most active, by going to Fearless Movement Collective at the handle fearless underscore movement underscore co. Going to non-gendered fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or finding me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. So until next week, friend, remember, you are not alone in your experience. And while everyone's exploration of their gender identity is different, we often have similarities in how we may be thinking or feeling. So find those people that you can relate to. Have a rad as day, pals. Mm-hmm.